Hello, friends. Welcome to this episode of the Harder to Kill podcast brought to you by Warrior Strength and Conditioning. I'm your host, Coach Shannon. And for my announcements this week, uh, movie night. I had announced that at the last episode and we actually have to cancel it because Mike's going to be out of town and like the weekends surrounding it don't work out. So we'll schedule uh, another movie night for like another time. Um, So just forget that I said anything about that. The next thing is the sign up for the camp. I know that some of you are still dragging your feet on getting signed up for that. So the deadline is going to be Friday, September 23rd. So if you don't get signed up by then, then I guess you're not doing it. Um, Then the last thing is we do have, oh no, that's not the last thing. Sorry. Uh, We have an apparel order, pre-order up right now on the front desk. We have some oversized crew neck sweatshirts that I'm really excited about and some waterproof quarter zip jackets, which we've never done before. That's going to be an exclusive and I will not be ordering extras of that. So if you want one of those, this is like your one and only chance. And then we have some long sleeve t-shirts, which I will order extras of those since um, they're just more of like a normal type shirt thing. So get that stuff ordered uh, in the pre-order. We have to have that done by Tuesday. What's the date? September. I don't know the date for Tuesday. Tuesday, September, whatever. Um, Then the last thing is we're going to do a bring a friend. It will be September 24th. So that is Saturday. Uh, September 24th. It's bring a friend. So bring your friends. If you want to bring a friend, we'll have a link that they can fill out so that they can get their waiver signed and they'll be all set up and ready to go. And we have a fun partner workout for you guys to do. So um, bring your friends. All right. For my guest today, it is Coach Peyton. Hello. And we are going to be talking about the 800 gram challenge. Dun, dun, dun. Payton, tell us what the 800 gram challenge is, because I've been doing the announcements for it, and I feel like I don't know what I'm talking and about. And <laughs> uh, the podcast you and Kyle did. I said it all wrong. Not just you, but no, Kyle. Neither one of us had a clue. We're like, we, we, always, we always joke about like when you're listening to the podcast and you start yelling out, like when someone says, like, what's that word? And the people are yelling out, yeah. like, this is the word. I was on a walk, and I was like... Because you guys are like, it's either on the second or the fourth. And I'm like, it's on the third. It starts on the third. And then uh, so before I go over what it is. So we did do a challenge um, in the past. Is it coming up on was it a year ago? Did we do it? I don't even know when we did. When we did the last 800 gram challenge. Yeah. Um, I'm actually not sure. I have no idea. So I want to say it probably was like last fall. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Did maybe it, it was like in the spring. It might have been in the spring. It might have been like around February. Who's yelling at us now, Peyton? Right. It was like <laughs> we did it in April. <laughs> right. It was not that long ago. Um, so we did in the past. We did. It was called the Lazy Macro Challenge, which was it was oh, a protein yeah, yeah, yeah. goal plus the 800 gram challenge. So we actually have never done just specifically the 800 gram challenge. So if you were someone that did do the Lazy Macro Challenge back whenever we did that, <laughs> um, this is. Going going to be all new content so it's going to be very similar to you're going to be focusing on the 800 grams like you did in the lazy macro challenge but all the content on sugar wad is all revised it's all new content so that's really cool so if you are someone that was like oh I've already did this like you can redo this and get a bunch of new content so that being said uh, what the 800 grams is the 800 gram challenge uh, you're going to be eating 800 grams in weight of fruit and vegetables so it can be any fruits it could be any vegetables it could be all fruit it could be all vegetables but you're going to be eating 800 grams by weight of fruit and vegetables a day um so with this the point of it and it doesn't matter if you do 
all you just said that right yes, like you if you do. did 800 grams of fruit so then yep. you don't have to answer anybody's questions of like is a tomato a fruit or a vegetable so and that's too uh, there is a what about potatoes potatoes count <laughs> yes and there is a list so every day uh in sugar wad so you'll get access to a private track so it'll be called the 800 gram challenge um you'll get uh content daily so there's the list of yes and no foods um, there's going to be like some foods that you maybe didn't even realize were considered like a fruit and vegetable, like an avocado, um, beans, those count towards it. Potatoes. I did not think um, about beans. Yeah. Beans I would and- think avocados would be counted. Aren't they a fruit? Yeah, I think so. I just, I always think of them as uh, like a fat, right? Yeah. Think of fruit right. As, like, carbs. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. So avocados- it's a fatty fruit, Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So, um, but yeah, so what the 100 gram challenge is, it's by weight of fruit and vegetables. Um, any fruit and vegetables count. Uh, there is obviously some rules and regulations, like there's like fried vegetables and stuff don't count. Um, it needs to be something that you French make. fries. French fries do not count. Damn. Everyone's like 800 grams of French fries. It'll be so easy. So before I get into that, I'm getting <laughs> sidetracked. Okay, so going over so Sorry. What, the, what the point of the challenge is, though, we are adding fruits and vegetables in opposed to most challenges. It'll be like restricting stuff. So this you're adding stuff in. So then the idea behind that is you're not going to be as hungry for maybe like some like junk food just because you're focusing on getting those fruits and vegetables in. And from initially hearing 800 grams, you might be like, oh, my gosh, that sounds like so much. Um, it could the 800 grams could fit on one dinner plate. That being said, we do not recommend that you eat all 800 grams on one dinner plate in one meal. You will not be feeling the best. But um, just looking at it as a perspective, all of it could fit on a dinner plate. And a really great uh, strategy would be to have two cups of either fruits or vegetables at lunch, dinner, and breakfast. So, And then you would hit your 800 grams because about one cup of vegetables is going to be about 130 grams. Okay. Um, I, 800 grams actually is quite a bit, especially if you aren't used to eating like for volume. Yes. I noticed the last time that I did this, that I had to kind of work up to it. And I was a little bit inconsistent about getting 800 grams every single day. So when you think about like a challenge, I don't know if you necessarily just have to start on day one, getting like 800 grams, maybe like, I I don't know. The challenge doesn't start for another couple of weeks. Maybe try to track how many you would normally eat and see like how far away you are from 800 grams like right now yeah so that's the thing too so if you're someone that doesn't eat like a ton of fruits and vegetables right now like 800 grams can seem like a lot um and that's going to be the point of the challenge is just focusing on adding more in like working up to it exactly so you are not expected to be able to eat the 800 grams like from day one but hopefully over the course of the four weeks because the challenge is four weeks long you'll be able to build up to that Mm -hmm. um and that being said, so for me, I love like my fruits and veggie, veggies. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of tracking where I'm at. And for me, I go over that amount just because I'm so like I'm so used to having it for like with my breakfast or with my lunch and my dinner. Um, and that's I'll be providing you with all like my tips and things that I do to help you hit those 800 grams also. So, yeah, and we're, we're doing it by weight instead of like by cups just because cups are a little harder to measure you know like a cup of spinach well is that like you smash it down in there is cook you know what I mean like cooked vegetables are a little bit measure a little bit different than raw vegetables and so you will need a food scale yeah so a food scale is recommended um so it 
especially when you're eating at home. If you're like going out to eat or if you're at a friend's house, like you do not need to bring your food scale. So there are going to be like some tips and tricks. So uh, having a food scale is recommended for at home and that's going to help you train your eyeball muscles also to see like how much like 100 grams is or how much like 130 grams is. But about a cup is going to be about the size of your closed fist. So if you are like out and about and you don't have a food scale, you can use your fist to... Um, I kind of knew I think man I feel like we must have done this in the fall because I think I went to like a football game party and they had a veggie tray and I was like yes and I had already known because I had like if you if you weigh out baby carrots like you have a pretty good idea how many baby carrots are 100 grams yeah so then it would be like okay well I'm gonna eat 10 baby carrots and that's gonna be 100 grams so even though you might be at like a tailgate party or something like you know that you're getting 100 grams of with 10 baby carrots and I just threw that out there because I don't remember how many baby carrots <laughs> it is but I'm just saying it's like I just remember going to that and already kind of into it for a few weeks so I did have an idea yeah, of like kind of yeah that baseline yeah of it. and that's it too there will be uh, some like tips and tricks like I said in sugar wad you're going to be getting daily content of just certain things to help you um and a closed fist so that's going to be roughly one cup and that's going to be about 130 grams as like an estimation the only exception is leafy greens so like you were saying like spinach and yeah. stuff so leafy greens like your lettuces those they are don't weigh a, very much they don't <laughs> weigh very much exactly so um a cup of leafy greens is only going to count towards like 25 grams mm-hmm. that being said if you weigh out more than that awesome if you're using a food scale but if you're estimating with your eyeballs or like using your fist as a measurement um a cup of leafy greens is about 25 grams um and then too like you can weigh your food uh cooked uh however you're going to eat it we recommend that you weigh it how you are going to eat it but there are going to be instances where maybe you have to weigh it before cooking it and it makes more sense that's totally fine um if you are weighing when you are weighing out your food you only want to weigh what you're eating so if i'm eating an apple i'm not going to just weigh the apple and then eat it because i'm not going to be eating the core so mm-hmm. you need to cut it up or you could put the apple on there eat it and then put the core on on there and then subtract that mm-hmm. Same thing with like a banana. If you're going to weigh out a banana, you're not just going to weigh it out with the peel on it. Make sure you take the peel off. Um, But the biggest thing is, is this, we're really trying to promote like healthy habits of adding quality food in. So not focusing so much on that perfection. So Mm -hmm. there are people that are like, what is that called? Like type A that are like super perfectionistic. Like OCD. (laughs) Yes. Of like, oh, I'm, I don't have my food scale. I'm not sure like hundred percent how much this weighs. Like the main focus is that we are adding in more fruits and vegetables into our day. Yeah. You can always approximate it like a little under what you think as well. And just, you know, kind of like if you're doing the workout and you lose count, like most of the time, if you're not sure if you're on round four or round five, like you're probably on round four. So yeah. you just go to round four. So if you're not a hundred percent sure, just like, subtract a little bit off of it you're not going to be hurt by accidentally getting a little bit extra fruits and veggies exactly just keep it simple um and we recommend too so like for logging your grams throughout the day like I recommend just get like use your notes notes app in your phone or just get like a little notepad that you carry around with you and you can just add up the grams throughout the day so we're just doing the weight of it so it's not like the amount of carbs or anything like that Um, And that being said, too, that's a question that we get a lot is like, okay, so I'm eating 800 grams like that is a lot of volume. So people get worried about like calories Um, in the grand scheme of things, even if you were eating like the higher calorie, like fruits and like potatoes and stuff, it's roughly going to be like at max 500 calories, Mm -hmm. which is like most people's like 25 percent of their day. Mm -hmm. So don't you need it like you need this 800 grams. 
And too, if you're someone that um, maybe you feel like you're someone that doesn't eat a ton of volume, like focusing on like those um, like more dense, like more dense foods, so like things like your fruits, uh, potatoes, so like pineapple, like that's pretty heavy. Um, a standard apple is are like going to be like at least 150 grams. Mm-hmm. Uh, a banana is usually at least like 100 grams. So you can literally eat any fruits and vegetables. You're just trying to hit that 800 gram goal. Mm-hmm. Did you? So you were saying about eat, measuring them how you eat them, but I think it is kind of difficult if you have like frozen ones. Yeah, so you can, so ideally uh, you want to measure it how you eat it, but then that being said, just like we talked about, like just keep it simple. If it's easier to measure it frozen, yeah. that's totally fine. It's not that if big it's of easier a deal. to measure it raw, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing is going to be like when you're uh, – roasting vegetables they do lose like quite a bit of water so if you can measure them out when they're cooked better but if not it's totally fine. yeah I would think roasting you'd be able to because you can just take off what you want to eat like off the pan of but like frozen ones like if you're gonna put a lot of times I would put like frozen fruit on my oatmeal yeah, well, so I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take frozen fruit out. I'm going to warm it up and then I'm not going to like put it back in there if it's too much. Or, exactly. You know? So just measure it out. For, <laughs> that's totally fine. Just keep it simple. Um, and that's what it too. Stocking up on frozen veggies. That's a super great way to make sure you always have some in stock. You just want to make sure that uh, your frozen veggies do not have like any added sauces or like oils. Um, let me yeah. Is that what you were going to, oh, I guess I don't know. I assume you have like a list of what you want to talk about on here. So I don't want to like derail you, but <laughs> I remember the last time we did this, like salsa counted as vegetables, but it couldn't be salsa that had, was like processed. It yeah. It can't have any. So like if you have salsa and then in the ingredients, it's just vegetables, like your, uh, you like made it yourself tomatoes, or, yeah. or yeah, you made it yourself and it's just like tomatoes, onions, whatever's in it. Like that's totally Peppers. fine. But if there's sugar oil, then it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. So and that's it too. I have, uh, like some processed food stuff that's, you have to be kind of careful with. Yes. So one second that's too. So like, uh, frozen is totally fine. Canned fresh, uh, any of those are fine. It's just like if you're having canned vegetables, you need to make sure that it's just the vegetable that's in it. Like you don't want to have like canned vegetables that have sugar added to it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that stuff, you're not even, you probably haven't really thought about it before, you know? So you do need to check anything that's like frozen, canned, that sort of stuff. You should check to make sure it doesn't have any like added stuff into it. A lot of times, even those like bird's eye will have like, will have stuff added to the bags you know of like frozen vegetables and stuff like that so yeah so you can like if you're making yeah so you want to just you don't overthink it we just want to focus on fruits and vegetables as like what they are so you can put stuff on them yourself yes you can that's what I was just going to say so if you are making a recipe and stuff at home and you're adding fruits and vegetables to it that's totally fine you can count those fruits and vegetables so Mm -hmm. That's being said, what did I have about recipes? Okay, yeah, so recipes. If you make something at home from scratch, you can count those veggies and fruit regardless of what you made. Um, So how you would do that is you would just weigh out your fruits and vegetables beforehand, and then you would divide by the number of servings. So it's not going to be 100% exact, but that's totally fine. Like if you make an egg bake and you put peppers and onions in it, you can just measure it across your servings of yep, the egg so you'd bake. weigh out yeah. all your like vegetables that you're adding into the egg bake and then let's say they're with that egg bake it's like eight servings so then I would take the total number of veggies that are in it divide it by eight and then that would be my serving yeah. of vegetables that yeah. I have in it 
And then, sorry, I have a Google Doc that is not well organized. So I'm over caffeinated and scrolling <laughs> and trying to read it. Um, so going back to the things that count and don't count. So there is going to be, um, once you get access to the private track in Sugarwad, so the challenge starts on Monday, October 3rd. Everyone will be getting access to that uh, Sugarwad track on that Saturday. And then there's a whole like uh, prep video that's going to give you like some tips. It will go over the scoring, which we will talk about. And then it also has a full list of like what counts and doesn't count. Yeah, I don't remember this. How did we, did we score? Yeah, we will go up. So with the lazy lazy macro challenge, it's going to be a little bit different, but we will go over scoring. But last thing, so uh, we are counting fruits and vegetables as fruits and vegetables, not products made with fruit and vegetables. So like an apple is an apple. Um, We're not counting an apple pie. Uh, (laughs) And so you should be able to weigh the item as a standalone or an unprocessed fruit or vegetable. So you cannot like, so like, let's say I go buy an apple pie from the store. I can't take the apples out and be like, oh, here's my apples for the day. (laughs) If you made something like at home and added it to it, you can do it that way because you're making it from scratch. You could like cook apples at home. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But you can't like go buy like a chicken pot pie and then (laughs) go home and then deconstruct it. Um, and a good rule of th- thumb is if it looks like a product that you could not make in your own kitchen, it definitely doesn't count. Um, when in doubt, leave it out. And then another thing that, cause I know with all like the healthier pastas and stuff, you can buy like bean pasta, like zucchini noodles. Yeah. All those things. Uh, so like zucchini noodles, like in the frozen section, those are totally fine, but they, they have, are just zucchini. Noodles. Yeah, they, yeah. They're just zucchini, but they have, um, bean noodles now that are like hard that but those do not count mm-hmm. um so if it's made into something else like you can't make a potato chip is like made into exactly if you can't you know, make it at from- home in your kitchen it doesn't count so like i could go home and shred up a zucchini and call it the zucchini noodles that counts but like w- bean pasta like i don't have this stuff at home to mm-hmm. make bean pasta and then canned fruit and veggies count if they are canned in water and you weigh them drained not canned in sugar or syrup um, homemade smoothies count. Um, and then if you can weigh the fruit and veggies before blending them and then foods that don't count, that's going to be like dried. So like any dried fruit that doesn't count or dried veggies just because all the water is taken out of that. So then there's not, then it's not going to fill you up and you're going to, it's pretty much like candy dried fruit is. Yeah. It's bad for your teeth. Yes. So all the fiber <laughs> is removed and note juices, even if it's like hundred percent fruit juice, those don't count just because all the fiber is removed. What about applesauce? Um, applesauce, as long as it's just applesauce, does count. So okay. That is one that counts. Like the plain kind? Yep. So you can, we, have that, we have that in the gym. You could get yeah. some grams right in there. So, yeah, yeah that does awesome. count. Um, yeah, so products with pre-added oil, juice, water, or sugar do not count. And then, and like I said, too, there will be a full list of, like, a... Things that do count and things that don't yeah, count. I don't know if we need to go over every yeah. single thing right now. But no, definitely not. Yeah, for sure. But those are just kind of like the main things with it. So just, you, like I said, you will get access to that sugar rod track that Saturday. So that will help you kind of prepare. But just stocking up on fresh produce or like stocking up on frozen fruits and veggies. I recommend too, if you're someone that doesn't eat a ton of fruit and veggies right now, start with the ones that you like. Because mm-hmm. you can literally do this challenge by eating whatever ones you like. And I used to literally hate uh, all vegetables and I love them now. So this is a really great way to just start changing your taste buds. Yeah. Your body adapts to what you're eating. I think too, it gives you a good opportunity to try some new things. I think the last time we did this, I tried Brussels sprouts for the first time and I had never had those before. And everyone thought that I was an idiot. (laughs) 
they were like, you've never had Brussels sprouts. I'm like, no, I mean, no. Like, why would I have ever had them before? I don't know. I remember the first time I had Brussels sprouts, I thought they were baby cabbages. And I was like, these are so cute. And yeah. then someone was like, those are Brussels sprouts. I was and like, you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> they do kind of taste like baby cabbages, though. But yeah, so this this challenge, is just a really great way um, to just kickstart some healthy habits. Um, a lot of times, too, not like a huge fan of challenges just because there's like that stop point of like, OK, what do I do after the challenge where this is a tool that you could literally use for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. It's something you can always go back to. Uh, For me, I'm a volume eater, like I love eating food. And so it really helps me dial in my hunger cues, just eating as much fruits and vegetables. So I actually know like if I'm really hungry, opposed to when I eat more like processed type foods or just more like supplement type foods, it's really Mm -hmm. easy for me to overeat because I don't feel as full and satisfied. And to just uh, focusing on food quality, it's just for your overall Mm -hmm. health. Uh, the reason that they do the 800 grams is just because that's where they started noticing that the risk of like heart disease went down, um, just chronic disease in general. So it's a really great. Just as you're able to kind of flip flop, like replace some of those calories out, you know, calories that maybe you'd be filling with like other things that aren't like as healthy and stuff like that. And I'm sure everyone can relate to as soon as you tell yourself like you can't have something you're like that's instantly what you want so yeah. with this you can focus on you end up those binge things. eating it yeah you'll so, deprive yourself of it for a long time and then like binge eat it yeah so with this challenge you can literally still have whatever you want you're just have that daily goal of hitting the 800 yeah. grams i think there's some other things you can learn from it too tracking measuring weighing those kinds of things that maybe you're not used to it's kind of eye-opening to find out you know how much does 10 baby carrots way like how many grams actually is that you know so it's just like what you were saying earlier it was just like training yourself to kind of know about how many grams of fruit or veggies they are because you'll start to kind of like get an idea of how much a handful of strawberries weighs or like something like that you know what I mean or like a banana you can kind of gauge like the sizes so if you are out and about you're like okay I know this is approximately 100 grams or you know like just like stuff like that and I used to when I did this challenge the first time I'm very I like the round numbers so it would drive me crazy if it was like 96 grams I would be like no (laughs) like this has to be like 100 so sometimes it would kind of drive me nuts so I would try to like I would try to like stay in like groups of like okay I'm gonna eat 100 grams like per serving or whatever it reminded me of that reminds me of like that pancake meme whereas like you add the pancake mix and a little bit of water and then you start mixing it and it's too runny so you add some more pancake mix and it's like I was trying to make one serving of pancakes but now I'm feeding a family of eight (laughs) yeah well yeah because then it's too thick now you gotta add a little bit more well then you added too much now it's too thin and you end up like going back and forth yes that's that pancake game is pretty annoying I got it pretty much figured out with this one style of pancake stuff and then um now we haven't made them for a long time I don't I don't think I've made pancakes like all summer and then, I, and then I thought, well, of course we have pancake mix at home because my kids always want pancakes and then we don't have any. Don't so have like, it. damn it. Because I do really want some pancakes, actually. So I'm going to have to get Sounds some for good. the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, with the challenge, too. So it's just going to be, like we said, a really great way to kickstart some healthy habits. Um, if you're going to get like group accountability support, we are going to have a private Facebook page. So if you have Facebooks and that way you can share like recipes and stuff. If you don't have Facebook, that's okay. We're still going to have that private sugar wad track. So then you'll be able to comment, give people fist bumps. Um, there's a lot of really educational content and that's, what's really cool about this challenge too. So talking about the point system, you're going to have seven points that you can
can get throughout the day. So there's going to be four points for hitting the 800 grams just because that's the main thing. Uh, it's all or nothing. So it's either you hit the 800 grams or you don't get the points. So if you hit only 700 grams, you don't get any points for the 800. Um, if you hit over it, you don't get anything for doing extra. So it's you don't just get RX plus. You don't get RX plus. So it's just four <laughs> points. If I you scaled hit. my veggies today. <laughs> it's four points. If you hit the 800 grams or not, that being said, like we said though, um, not focusing on that perfection, even just focusing on doing the best you can. Since it is a sugar wad thing, like if you don't get your 800 grams, do you click scaled? Cause I think I did. Yeah. So, and that's scaled. it too, where there is going to be, um, some prizes. So we are going to have an overall, um, winner. So the person that has the most points uh they'll get a hundred dollar hy gift card but then we're also going to do um a run or a participation winner too and that'll be a fifty dollar hy gift card so like someone who participated who logged a score every day exactly whether yep. they made their goal or not yep so does maybe, this cost money yes 25 dollars. Oh, okay i was like thinking that we haven't even mentioned that part yeah. So yeah, so it's $25. Um, but yeah, so the overall winner, so whoever gets the most points, they'll win a $100 gift card to Hy-Vee. And then we're going to have a participation winner. So if you're someone that's logging every day, even if you're not hitting the 800 grams, like you're just still participating, you have a chance to win a $50 gift card. So that just helps stay motivated to try, keep trying to do the best that you can. Yeah, I think a lot of times with these challenges is people are excited and they get signed up for it and then they start doing it and you end up like falling off by the end of the 28 week or days, 28 weeks, 28 days. So it is helpful to know that logging every day could potentially like win you a prize. Yeah, for sure. And so you'll have the four points for the 800 grams. So you either hit it or you don't. Then you're going to get two points for a daily task. So for the first few weeks, the daily task is going to be watching um, each day. There's going to be like an educational video and you'll it, they're only like a couple minutes long, but they have like a really good content in them and um, knowledge is power. So you'll get two points for watching that video. And then um, I think it's week three. There's like some bonus points. So that will just be a surprise for you. Ooh, surprise I, I know. Bonus. <laughs> so that'll just be a surprise when you get into week three. So there'll be some different daily tasks and stuff, how you can get those two points. Um, and then you're going to get one point for a workout. So the workout point is going to be 30 minutes of intentional exercise. So this could be your daily CrossFit class. This could be um, just going on a 30 minute walk. This could be like a 30 minute bike ride. Uh, a 30 minute home workout it's just going to be 30 minutes of intentional exercise and you'll get one point and then that's all the points so pretty simple uh, but main focus is going to be that 800 grams yeah awesome I'm excited for it it definitely helps give you a jump start and it's a really simple way for someone to get into nutrition who has not paid attention to it before or you know maybe hasn't logged maybe hasn't weighed it's kind of a good way to try it out like test it out see kind of get some like like we said like education and learning and try to develop some new habits yeah and even if you're someone that like maybe you have your nutrition dialed in but you just don't eat a ton of fruits and veggies it's a really great like reset also just because with eating quality food like it does help impact like recovery um it can help digestion digestion performance in the gym just because uh your fruits and veggies that's going to help fight like a lot of inflammation um it's just so yeah a great reset so 
Mm-hmm. There's a lot of benefit. Fruits and vegetables is a great way to get like all your vitamins, minerals. There's another thing that I was going to say that you can learn from it too, but I forgot. So maybe I'll think of it at some point. I probably will. <laughs> yeah. And that, like I said, too, like you get that daily content. So there's um, videos I know of like how to get your kids involved, uh, videos of like what to do if you are starting to feel bloated, uh, what to do like when you're going out to eat. So there's a lot of really great like educational content and just I think knowledge is power. And the more you know why you're doing something, the more apt you are to stay with it. So I really recommend Yeah, it. I do kind of think that that might be a problem with some people if they haven't been eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. I probably do recommend that you like ramp up to it. It's kind of yeah. like with protein when we tell people like you need 150 grams of protein and then they log for a day and they're like, oh, I eat 60 going from like 60 to 150 is and like overnight is going to be like really difficult. Yeah. So just, you know, maybe think about like stair stepping it up. And like I said, the challenge doesn't even start for another few weeks. You could start weighing and measuring some stuff now to just kind of see like approximately what you already do eat or, you know, think if this is like, maybe you're already at like 600 grams per day. Then you're like, Oh, this 800 grams isn't going to be like that hard. So I'm going to go ahead and like try to push myself a little bit like on it. But man, maybe too, you might find like some vegetables that maybe don't agree with you that well or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause like everyone just thinks broccoli. I know. Right. Yeah. But no, that's like you can literally. Broccoli is like, I swear to God, one of the worst vegetables for like to give you like bloating and that sort of I stuff. I like raw broccoli. I, f- I find for me, like if I cook it, especially if I roast it, um, it doesn't upset my stomach. But if I eat raw broccoli, it will just. It's no good. Instant like bloating. No good. <laughs> and that's it too. Yeah. Figuring out like what works best for you. Um, mm-hmm. Different ways of cooking it. Uh, potatoes mm-hmm. are awesome. Don't be afraid of potatoes. Any kind of potatoes. Any kind of potatoes. Man, we really, white potatoes really got a bad rap for a long time. But when you actually start doing some research into it, you find that there's really not a lot of difference between potato and like a sweet potato, even though sweet potatoes are supposed to be like healthier. Yeah. Yeah. White (laughs) potatoes, they have some, they have their, I think they're loaded with like potassium. Um, They're supposed to be like really, like potatoes are supposed to be super satiating. I love potatoes. I do too. I eat potatoes probably at least once or twice a day. So... What are some weird things that are going to count that people wouldn't think of besides like beans? That's definitely one I would not have guessed would be like a vegetable. What about like rice? That's not a vegetable. Rice is not a vegetable. Okay. Um, so some things that count. Uh, so like applesauce, if the ingredients are apple and spices, like no water, sugar, um, avocado. We already talked about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like those baby food squeeze packs, if only fruit and vegetables without oil, water and or sugar. Those will count. So like they'll have like little sweet potato packs sometimes with like applesauce, um, beans, and then corn. Corn counts. Corn on the cob or fresh kernels. Sorry, had a sneeze. At a at a mame, if not dried. Corn on the cob. You guys missed corn on the cob for the season. I know we should have did this during next year. <laughs> we need to do this when you're. Um, yeah, do it during the summer when yes. we, you can get like fresh local vegetables. There is seriously nothing better than that stuff. I yeah, love that time of year. I feel like tomatoes are really eye-opening when you have like fresh tomatoes compared to like store-bought tomatoes. Oh my gosh, like it's taste. absolutely crazy. I don't even eat tomato, like things I don't eat outside of the season. Watermelon, cantaloupe, tomatoes. I do eat tomatoes in certain instances if they're like canned pico de gallo type salsa type tomatoes but like a sliced tomato you will not catch me eating it you won't catch me eating it and 
I miss it so much. So I'm, yeah, that, that would be a good point because you could just like get a watermelon. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. That's it, like my favorite thing. Like, so, um, the person that created this challenge, her name is EC, uh, Sinkowski. Uh, she has, uh, it's called optimized nutrition. If you have Instagram or Facebook, I highly recommend check her out. She posts a lot of really great content. Is it optimize me or just optimize? I'm not sure. If you type in optimize, it'll be like the it'll first one that pops up. up. Yeah. We tag her a lot in um, our post right now, too, leading up for the challenge. But uh, I've heard her on podcasts before. And yeah, she uh, she has a podcast, too, called The Consistency Project. That's pretty good. But her one of her like famous lines is always it's not the fruit. Like people get so worried about like sh- the amount of sugar in fruit. And it's just like it's really hard to overeat like a lot of fruit just yeah. because of all the water, all the fiber. Like you're going to get an upset stomach before you're overeating it. And it's just, this is like going in hand in hand with this challenge is really a great way to just kind of look at your overall day. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if you're eating fruit and then a bunch of donuts and then a bunch of other Ooh, things. I know what I was going to say. Yes, that reminds me the planning ahead factor. In order to be successful on this challenge, you will need to plan ahead. You will need to have the fruits and vegetables at your house. Yes. Like you're going to need to go and get them and you're going to need to have them at your house. And washed and cut up, ready to go. That's a huge yes. tip. Um, and that means or if you're lazy like me, you can buy them already done at Hybe. Yes, if you, they, it will be a little <laughs> bit more costly, but if... Don't you, care. Yeah, if you know yourself and it's just easier to buy them already cut up and washed. Dude, Hy-Vee... So they didn't have them the last time I was there, but a lot of times they have this like, it's like a, I don't even know how to describe the shape. It's like a, man, I don't know. It's like football size. <laughs> it's like bigger than a football, but it's like shaped like kind of weird like that. I know you're talking about that so has just the fruit and veggies in it or just veggies. Just in veggies. It? So it's not the like flat ones, like the veggie trays. It's literally a giant bowl of just vegetables that they cut up and then they like layer it in there it'll be like celery on the bottom which my daughter cammy absolutely loves celery i'm not a huge fan i don't know i go in spurts but yeah so it was like it's like celery and then it's broccoli cauliflower baby carrots and cherry tomatoes or like grape tomatoes like little tomatoes and they just fill this entire thing full and it's super heavy and it's like twenty dollars and your whole family can like eat on that for like you can like eat on that for days so I don't care like you it definitely probably is cheaper although I haven't actually done the math to like figure it out for sure I don't know what it would cost to like buy this buy it all separate but I say, like if it's already cut up and you know you're gonna eat it and stuff wash because I know so many times I bought stuff and then I didn't get it ready and yep. then you end up throwing it away yep. so then it's like yeah sometimes it is just better especially to like heads of broccoli or heads of cell or um heads of uh cauliflower yeah like you're probably not gonna cut them up I do find that I cut up like smaller things like peppers or, you know, like yeah. that sort of I stuff. I usually might go to, I do a lot of like frozen broccoli, frozen green beans. Um, and then my fresh veggies, I do like, I like red and yellow bell peppers. So I'll cut those We did find out that the, I used to really, really hate frozen green beans. I don't know why, but I just thought that they were always gross. But I found out that I was really undercooking them. Oh. You have to add like a minute or two to what the bag says, and then they're perfectly fine. I always all air fry them. And it makes yeah. Them crispy. So That's I still really have good. yet to get an air fryer, although I've been telling Ryan that I do want to like maybe try that. Get like the combo ones that are like the 
toaster oven. Yeah, mine's a, I have a Ninja one. It's like a grill and an air fryer, which I think, like, it says it's a grill and it has, like, the grill setting, but I feel like it's the same thing. Yeah. I feel like it cooks the exact same well, way. The, the toaster oven air fryer thing is uses, like, it's like a convection oven, so it uses, like, airflow uh-huh. to cook stuff. So if you already have a convection oven, which a lot of people don't have, just have convection ovens, and mostly people who, like, bake mm-hmm. will have a convection oven because it circulates the air evenly so like if you're a baker and you're you know cooking cakes or baking cakes and stuff like that the convection oven can help bake a very level cake right so but for the most part people probably don't have those like in their house unless they you know purposely like have one so I think that that's kind of the nice thing about having like toaster oven air fryer type stuff is that they can cook things with that like hot airflow and it's like cooks it evenly and stuff like that i don't know ryan's not there's even uh i've seen uh i think they're pretty pricey but you can get ovens with air fryers in them i'm like that would be amazing so you could cook so much at once Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you can't actually i've even seen they have like microwave combos (gasps) they have like a microwave combo one that i thought about buying it wasn't even that much it was like four hundred dollars I forgot what it was called because now it's been a while since I looked at it because since I redid, um, since I'm still working on redoing my kitchen, I still haven't gotten to a point to where I could like have a large appliance. Mm-hmm. Like I would have to like plan for it. You know what I mean? So I need to like know what I want to get for sure. So that's still why I haven't like done it yet. But I think the best and easiest way to cook any vegetables is to roast them in the oven. A hundred percent. And yeah. the tips and tricks. Well, you need an air fryer because once you have, have it, the crisps them up so much better. Right, but you can't cook as many at a time, right? I, um, so they they have like the, I have definitely cooked quite a bit of potatoes. They just, you have to make sure you like stir it because so mm-hmm. you'll get the bottoms ones. But mm-hmm. you, if you have a decent sized one, you can get quite a bit. Because I can in. totally get two sheet pans. I can lay out potatoes on one sheet pan. And then I can lay out like mixed vegetables on another sheet pan. I can put my oven to like usually 425, 450. And if you put those at the very bottom of your oven, Mm -hmm. so like move your rack, either put them directly on the bottom of your oven or move your rack all the way down to the bottom and you coat them with a little bit of oil and like flip them over after 10 minutes, like 20 minutes, you will have like perfectly browned. And then if you want to crisp them up a little bit, you can just turn on your broiler and like crisp them a little bit. But it's just... Especially if the stuff's already cut up. This is, like, literally so easy. Yeah, that's it. Um, usually when I do, like, my meal prep, I'll just take, like, yeah, frozen veggies, throw it on a pan. And within my frozen veggies, I don't even add oil just because the the frozenness makes it so, like, they don't stick. Or as do you it, ever do, like, the spray? I just I, yeah, spray them. Yeah, I use spray oil. I'll do spray oil for the potatoes, but um, with the frozen veggies, just because they don't really even, like, stick. Sometimes I'll add a little bit of oil, depending but if I'm putting, like, seasoning on them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll even just throw some foil down, throw a bunch of frozen veggies, throw them in the oven, and then, um, yeah, I'll... Sometimes I'll do potatoes in the oven, but usually I'll be cooking like chicken in the oven too with the veggies. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do my potatoes in the air fryer so mm-hmm. you can get all your meal prep done. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I did start using my crock pot again, Peyton. You would be. I fun. have not been using my crock pot. So I used to live off of like crock pot chicken. But you've like, been air frying it? No, I, I've been. Uh, so like I'll do chicken in the oven now. I'll do like a bunch of like chicken breasts in the oven. And then I put uh, seasoning on it. Like I do, I've been doing. I've been on a garlic parsley dill and salt kick mm. super good uh, I like that on my potatoes and my chicken mm-hmm. and uh yeah so I've just been doing chicken breast in the oven and it kind of like 
crisp them up a little bit. Yeah. Where I used to do. The crock pot's good for like shredded chicken. Yes. And I like think I was going to make the last time I put chicken in the crock pot, I was going to make these chicken burritos. So like it didn't matter if the chicken was like crispy or anything mm-hmm. like you were going to I was going to shred it or cut it up small anyways. But um, yeah, so I did make some chicken in the crock pot, but I do like to make chicken in the oven if you're gonna like be home for it and you're able to like you know it takes like 45 minutes to like cook the chicken in the oven so it's nice if you're gonna be home and can make it if you're gonna do your meal prep ahead you can like cook a lot in your oven and like do that but um yeah if you want to shred it or if you're like not going to be home and you want something you want to put it put it in in the morning or you know whatever Mm -hmm. then you can do that just don't do what my daughter does and put it sit on warm and then (gasps) Four hours later, you go to check it and realize it's not even remotely cooked. Um, One thing to her credit is that somebody broke the knob on the crock pot. So you have to turn it with a fork, which it's still like low, high, warm. So you just click it all the way over and then back one or click it just one. You know what I mean? There's a way to figure out like where it's at because you don't have like the pointer thing anymore. But I was just, I don't know, I got really mad at her because she screwed it up for the third time. It was like the first time, okay, I get it. Like, (laughs) you didn't know. It's fine. Now I explained it to you. The second time, she swore to God she like put it on the right thing and it was still on like the wrong thing. That's so sad. And then you you did the, you just have to throw it away. You can't. And then the third time, the third time she did it, like, no, like you're screwing this up. It didn't ruin it. It didn't ruin it. We ended up, I ended up putting it on high and, cooking it through but I made her wait I made her wait to watch it till it was cooked because now this is late you know what I mean yeah. like I don't know so anyway just don't put your crock pot on warm it doesn't cook anything yeah I haven't <laughs> done crock pot chicken in a while I, I will say though I had a, I used to have a really nice crock pot and then it eventually cracked I had it for like ever and so I bought a new crock pot and it just the lid doesn't like stay on super great so like the lid's on it, but then as it's cooking, it's getting hot. It will, like, spew water out sometimes. Oh. And I feel like it, even if I have it on, like, the lower temp, because um, it's, like, a programmable one, it's yeah. still, like, it just overcooks. So mm. if I do throw it in the morning, by the time I get home, like, which I don't mind, dry ch- overcooked chicken. So, but it, yeah, it just, I don't know. I just yeah, I just haven't, haven't liked it. your new crock pot. Yeah, I need to get a new one. I, I just bought a cheap one. Of course, now the knob's broken, so now it's <laughs> going to be another excuse to, like, not use a crock pot. But I, I, I am with you about using the oven more for that kind of stuff. Yeah. I do enjoy that better. Or if you buy the really thin pieces of chicken that you can buy at Hy-Vee in those bags, it's, like, $20 for a bag of chicken, and they're they're smaller, mm-hmm. and they're kind of, like, like an inch thick yeah, maybe, or, like, less, that. like a half inch thick. You can take those out frozen and put them right on a pan and cook them and eat them. So like Ryan would like eat those a lot for lunch when I'm not home because you can cook those up super fast and you don't have to defrost them or anything. So there's definitely different ways to, you know, do that sort of stuff. But yeah, that's it too. I do like the whole like meal prep aspect of like the 800 gram challenge. Yeah. And that's what I was just going to say. Like you'll, uh, we'll in the challenge, like we'll definitely go over like different tips and tricks and um, ways to hit the 800 grams, but just kind of thinking about it. So like with chicken, like you can do like taco bowls, um, Mm -hmm. hamburger bowls, you can do stir fry. Like there's a lot of ways to like get those fruits and veggies in um, Mm -hmm. to make it so it's not like you're having to sit down and just eat like a bunch of raw fruit and vegetables. Dude, the worst thing ever is realizing at dinner that you guys got behind. So if you don't put fruits and veggies in your breakfast and your lunch or like your snack, if you don't eat them throughout the day or you only had them like for one 
you're going to be behind. And when you have to eat all that for dinner, it's going to kind of make you miserable. So honestly, like you're going to think like, oh, well, this isn't for me or like I just vegetables don't agree with me. And it's like, yeah, they don't when you eat 400 grams all at once. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'd recommend spacing like, them out. Spreading it out is really where it's at. Having them first thing in the morning, like with your breakfast will be a huge way to get like a big mm-hmm. chunk out. So, and that's what too, some people are like, what vegetables for breakfast? Like think about like egg scramble, adding them into your eggs or egg whites, um, oatmeal, adding in some like berries. You could do like smoothies. Um, mm-hmm. even just having a piece of fruit with whatever you're eating. Mm-hmm. Cause, or even just grabbing like a piece of fruit to have for a snack. Like you'll, it's going to be a learning curve if you're new to this, but that's what the point of the challenge is. Overnight to, oats is a good way to get yeah, some good fruit into, um, there's tons of overnight oats recipes online, like any combination, any flavor, like you lemon lit- cheesecake. You can literally do. I just heard this, uh, this podcast I listened to the other day. This girl was talking about her overnight oats. She literally just does oats, a little bit of almond milk and some berries and some protein powder. Mm-hmm. powder. That's like her mm-hmm. go-to. And maybe yeah. like a little bit of like nut butter. Boom. Yeah. Um, I do like PB2 powder in my yes. oatmeal. So I do... PB2 powder and like bananas cut up in your oatmeal, like bomb, right? Um, Gets you, bananas have a lot of fiber, a lot of density. You know, you can get a lot of grams like just out of that. And for like a yummy, sweet treat. So taking like a triple zero Greek yogurt and then adding some PB2, PB2, and then maybe like a little bit. If you're using just like the plain uh triple zero Greek yogurt, adding some PB2 and then some honey. That's a really great fruit dip. And then yes. you're going to be getting some protein in. Uh, uh, don't forget that there is honey. Um, yeah, there's- I forgot to, I'm going to put out some more honey. So if you've been here and you think, oh, we're getting low on honey. We're not, we're not getting low on honey. I just haven't brought more honey. So if you want really honey, honey, if you want honey to spice things up for your smoothies that you're going to make or your oatmeal <laughs> yes. or your breakfast, like, I have so much. I have so much honey. It's and really it's, good consistency too. It's I've, local honey. It's good stuff. Like it, it's definitely, um, de- definitely good. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Like dips and stuff. So a good way f- for me to get vegetables in for like, um, like dinner, you always think, okay, I'm going to like roast these veggies mm-hmm. and you're probably not going to have to put anything on them just because roasting them adds that little bit of like crispy sweetness. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Um, and then like, yeah, for breakfast, you're probably going to lean more towards fruits or if you do do the, like the egg scramble, the veggies are going to be like mixed in, right? You're doing like potatoes with your eggs. Oh That's yeah. Potatoes. Good. Amazing. Yeah, to roast some potatoes in the morning. Yeah. Or maybe you cook them ahead of time. Yeah, I would say cook them ahead of time. I yeah. love potatoes and eggs together. Anyway, what I was going to say was, um... I make this dip instead of buying it at the store. I can't even buy it at the store anymore because every time I do, it tastes like weird. (laughs) Well, it's just you can taste like kind of the preservatives and like the stuff in it. So um, I make up and you do have to account like for the calories for this because it's not necessarily like a low calorie thing, but it does help you get vegetables. So if you can just account for that, like in your if you like log your food, then and if you don't really overeat it, like you should portion it out and then like eat that instead of like you know, dipping your entire carrot in the thing and doing that for like 10 carrots, right? Like just like portion it out, portion out like a tablespoon or two. But anyway, I make this dill dip at home. So when I do buy those giant things from Hy-Vee, like you can get a couple spoonfuls of the dip. You can get like a couple handfuls of the veggies out of there and then you can, it makes it just like a little bit more enjoyable, Yeah. but it's made the base is uh, sour cream and mayonnaise, but you can 
sub out like sour cream you could use like greek yogurt instead you can also use like light sour cream i did find that you cannot use light sour cream and light mayonnaise it does not make a good (laughs) consistency um another trick that i learned too from the stealth health on instagram is you can blend up cottage cheese and like use that for like bases for like cheese sauce and like stuff like that i just learned about that too about uh cottage cheese Uh like being able to use it as a base for like a bunch of stuff yeah for like a bunch of like sauces that you want to like make burritos or you want to make um yeah like a cheese sauce type thing like you use like sour cream so anyway or sorry uh cottage cheese so anyway there's a bunch of different like ways you can make these dips so that you can um you know enjoy your raw vegetable so and my kids like it too it's it's dill dip and so you add in like uh, the seasonings are seasoned salt, dill, parsley, and onion powder. And you mix those up with your base. And then it's like a really good little like dip for veggies. So that I would, you can good. totally look into stuff like that to, you know, like probably what I, what I would usually do is like, so for breakfast, it would be fruit added into like my oatmeal type stuff usually. And then for lunch, it would normally be like a raw vegetable. And then for dinner, I would eat like the cooked. And that's kind of the way that I would like do that. And then if you want, if you need it a little bit more, you could throw in like a fruit as a snack or something. Yeah. And don't underestimate just literally getting on Google and typing in like my favorite keyword is like macro friendly vegetable meals, macro friendly vegetable dips or fruit dips or whatever. Like there Mm -hmm. is so much awesome like information out there Mm -hmm. and just like recipes. Uh, So if you are someone that's like struggling, literally just get on Google or Pinterest Mm -hmm. type. I always like to use macro friendly because that's usually going to make sure that it's balanced where sometimes if you just type in like whatever healthy or like healthy, like it might just, it just, when you type in macro, it's usually going to be like a balanced. Uh, so using that as a keyword, like mm-hmm. macro friendly, vegetable dip, et cetera. Um, you can usually find some really great mm-hmm. stuff or like some tips of like using cottage cheese as a base for things. Yeah. That stealth health guy makes a lot of stuff with a cheese dip. And I don't know if his cheese, I don't know if it's cheese dip, but like his cheesy sauce stuff. I don't know if he has the recipe for just his like cheese sauce. It's probably on there because he makes like what he would call macro-friendly mac and cheese. Right. And, yeah. And so his like cheese sauce is on there. And I, I don't know the ingredients. I've never actually made the cheese sauce. The only like sauce thing that I've made was um, I've made his chicken burritos. And that recipe is super good for like meal prep too. And you can you can put veggies free, in I've that. I've heard those too. You can like freeze them. Yeah. And then- the yeah. only thing is that's different. It's like eating a gas station burrito, right? Like when you warm it up, the burrito tortilla gets kind of like gummy. If you have an air fryer, I bet you could. Yeah, you could <laughs> air fry it. Chris, I saw someone, they made a bunch of homemade uh, breakfast sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And then you air fry, you freeze them and then air fry them. Air fry them. air fryer. Yeah, I know I do. I know. I know. get one for the challenge. But yes, I should get one. But anyway, I've only ever eaten the burritos. Um, I have not frozen them because in order for me to meal prep enough for like a family of five, like it is a lot of food. So yeah. when I make the recipe that is on there, it makes enough for us to eat right then. Um, it's super easy though, especially if like the chicken's already cooked because to make up the sauce, it's mm-hmm. like that you put that you for the burrito. It's um, really easy. I also made... What did I make? Did I make like his egg scramble or egg bake, egg frittata thing? I think that's where I did the cottage cheese. I think that's what made it sort of like made the eggs kind of dense and fluffy was adding in like the blended up cottage cheese. I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but that's a good. Anyways. Yeah. Like finding (laughs) recipes online like that. um, Super. Yeah. 
utilize Google. I think that is just such a great tool that so many people like don't use. Like that's where I learned so much stuff of like, if I feel like people put up so much walls for themselves, like anytime they're starting something like maybe like nutrition wise of just like, well, I don't know how to cook. Like I've never cooked chicken in the oven. Dude, Google it. How long do I cook the chicken in the oven? Yes. How, what temperature do I put the heat on? What's a good seasoning? Dude, I Google it every time. That's every right. time I, I forgot. So much. I forget. <laughs> I forget how long to do it every time. I'm like, how long do I do this? Exa- yeah. What temperature? I forgot. <laughs> like, don't put walls up for yourself and get in the mindset of like, I can't do this. Like, just literally Google it. Yeah. Try new things too. You know, if it doesn't work out, like yeah. you can tweak it a little bit. And or it takes you, I think it, what did they say? Like 12, at least 12 times of trying something before your body will like actually really decide if, if you like yeah, it. Yeah, if you like it or not. So trying different ways of cook to that being like, yeah, just try it all out. Mm-hmm. So I guess like just to recap really quick, um, so we've been talking a lot, but yeah, so, we can wrap it up. Uh, challenge starts uh, Monday, October 3rd. Say uh, you can sign up until that Sunday before. You'll be getting access to the Sugar Wad track that Saturday. Um, the 800 grams, it would fit on a standard dinner plate. That being said, you did not want to eat it all on a dinner plate. Uh, the 800 grams also equals about six cups. So your fist, that equals one cup, which is roughly around a 130 grams. But just keep it simple. Think of 800 grams as six cups. Um, there's going to be a grand prize winner, a participation prize winner, tons of educational content. Say it's going to be a lot of fun. Me and Shannon are going to do it. We'll give you our <laughs> tips. Hopefully we can get Shannon to get an air fryer Ugh. so we can change her life. That'll be my air fryer updates. <laughs> my kitchen my my kitchen updates for going from the dental updates to the chicken <laughs> updates <laughs> but kitchen thing, not chicken sorry just keep it simple it's going to be a really great tool that you'll be able to use for the rest of your life all and that for 25 dollars 25 dollars it's a steal you do need the money buy-in yes that we re- you really do follow. anytime we've done anything for free it's just it's really easy to just not care about it you don't care it about it yeah. you really don't but yeah, there is, like I said, there is a lot of really um, great content that you're going to get access to on SugarWad. Say EC is super knowledgeable um, and it's 100% virtual too. So if you have anyone that friends, family that you want them to join, they live out of state, they can join and do it with you. It's an easy way to get your kids involved in it too. Have them try some new stuff. Tell, yeah. them, their, tell, you know, tell them you're doing a challenge and have them... I, I think I've said this on a podcast before, but getting your kids involved, um, giving them choices, especially if you have a lot of different kinds of vegetables and fruits, then you're not forcing them to eat broccoli every time or, you know, whatever. So getting your kids involved, letting them choose your vegetable of the day or your fruit for breakfast or like stuff like that can get your kids involved in it a little bit more too. Yeah. And that's it. I think it's either like the first or second day on sugar wad. One of the educational videos is um, getting your kids involved. Mm-hmm. So it has like some really great tips of like how to do that. Cause obviously they don't have to be weighing and measuring the um, fruits and veggies, but <laughs> it has some really great tips just to get them eating healthy because I'm sure everyone knows as adults, the habits you create when you're younger, they do last with you. So Getting they really, kids, really do. Yeah, so getting kids started young is super important. It's so much harder to implement that stuff when you're older and when you've lived a life um, just not being in the habits or just even knowing. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, they don't even have the education to even know what's healthy. So that's one thing that if I'm doing anything right as a parent, I'm at least like 
teaching the kids about like healthy eating and healthy food so that they actually know the difference. And then, you know, if they get older and they choose to eat differently, you know, that's up to them, but they can't say that that I didn't (laughs) tell them. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So, so, Okay, well, was there anything else that we needed to say? I keep thinking of stuff and, like, forgetting, but yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it again. I definitely... Um, can you sign up for it now? It's live on Push Press? Yes, it's live on Push Press. Say we're about, like, two weeks from it being started, so you'll notice uh, social media. I'm going to start posting even more and more about it. So you can sign up sign up on Push Press on the app, or you can sign up on Instagram. There is a link, and then I usually post the link on Facebook. So multiple places to sign up. There will be a sign-up sheet on the front desk that I'm going to put out next week. So no excuse not to sign up. There you go. But yeah, I think that's all of it. Um, my Google Doc, there's a bunch of random things, but I think we covered the most important. Yeah, I mean, if you have any questions, just ask. I'm worried about the workout with the amount of caffeine that I've drank during this podcast. Oh, really? Yes. So I've been avoiding caffeine in the afternoon, even though sometimes I really want it because for some reason in the morning, I can handle the caffeine just fine. But in the afternoons, depending on the day or like what we're doing, sometimes it really messes me up. It makes my heart race like (laughs) just the amount of like all the how fast I was talking. I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun workout. (laughs) Fine, That's good. That's good. So. All right, guys. Um, 800 gram challenge. Get yourself signed up. And even if you do track your food. Even if you do already feel like you eat pretty healthy, it's still going to be a fun challenge, something to focus on, give yourself a little jump start. Um, so all that kind of stuff. So ask us any questions. If you have a question about the 800 gram challenge, but go ahead and get signed up. We're going to go in two weeks. So thanks for listening and we'll see you guys in the gym. See you later.